0: Life support is nominal. The oxygen danger indicator level is yellow. Please remember that this is a non-smoking pirate ship.
1: Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to GameIndustry.com's The Gin Lounge. I'm John Breeden, your chief lounge lizard. Believe it or not, we're walking on air, so flash the bat symbol and don't make us angry because today's topic is comic books, graphic novels, and the game industry. So, in the lounge today, we have a cast of characters fit for any graphic novel. Joining me on my left is James Maddox. He is the aspiring author to a book called Stray Shadows, which is really cool. I've only heard the first chapter, but it's, it's pretty amazing. It's heavily influenced by graphic novels. And um, James is also a Wii reviewer for us. Uh, you've looked at a lot of Wii games lately, James, and so you've sort of seen both games and graphic novels. So we're we're happy to have you in in the lounge today. Wel- welcome, as always. Yeah, thanks, happy to be here. Excellent. Uh, we also have Shella. Shella's our European gal and is probably the biggest comic book nerd among us. You wouldn't know it by looking at her, but believe it or not, it's actually true. So, Shella, thanks for stopping playing um, City of Heroes long enough to join us for a few minutes to talk about comic books.
0: That's my pleasure. <laughs>
1: and then we have Nate Woolley. Nate is our stuffy, cremudgingly publisher. He has been published in such prestigious publications as the Wall Street Journal and the Washington Post writing about the business. He's a titan of the industry, but he has a dark secret. No, he's not Iron Man. He's actually a closet comic book nerd. Welcome to uh, the show.
2: Nothing closet about it. <laughs> and, and frankly, when it comes to this sort of thing, um, I could spank Chella. <laughs> Alright.
3: <laughs> Yeah, I think everything Nate does right now is to keep the comic book shop up and running. <laughs> yeah.
2: it's true. I've, I've, it's Wednesday. We're folks. We're recording this on Wednesday, and it's uh, that means it's comic book day, and there's yep. you know forty forty
1: dollar pile right here on my desk. Oh wow! <laughs> Look at you, <laughs> man! I, I didn't. I had no idea you were that much into the comic books. Somebody's got to be for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Now, the interesting thing about comic books and the game industry is that. You know we 've got Nate who is obviously does both and and James that does both and Shella that does both and there 's a lot of overlap. You would think that it would be a natural fit for comic books, graphic novels, and games to all fit together, but for some reason that doesn 't quite happen. Uh, there have been some misses, and but thankfully a few hits. Well, Shella, I wanted to uh, to talk with you. How how is the industry doing in terms of games based on graphic novels? There there have been some good ones that have borrowed some elements from from some from graphic novels. I'm I'm thinking uh, Max Payne, for instance, one of my one of my favorite game series, uh, was was sort of almost like you were playing a comic book, I I think, but I I don't know if uh, there's a whole lot of that out there. What 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 is your take on things?
0: Well, I think it works best when um, the games industry, I think it's about the choices they make. And um, because there's a lot of cool things in comic books that can transfer over to games. And um, there are things that can't. And sometimes the games industry makes the right choices and sometimes it makes the wrong choices. I think in the case of um, Max Payne, they did it really well. Um, because they used a sort of comic book style element to move the narrative along in between um, you know in the cutscenes, in between the action, and it worked really well, it you suited the game and um, things like cell shading which obviously hopped over from comic books um, Jet Set Radio and Beautiful Joe used that I mean that was a sort of revolution in um, games graphics uh, you know it's sort of took us away from the hyper-realism that we were always pushing pixels and making water glisten and everything. And they just turned that on its head, flattened everything out. And, Mm -hmm. you know, it was just amazing. And I think when they make the right choices, it's brilliant. When they make the wrong choices, they make a Spider-Man a side-scrolling beat 'em up, and
1: that's That that's true. There is there is a big difference there, and I I, th- I think you, th- you think you might have hit the nail on the head. Looking at, for example, I was going back in some of the uh, of, of some of the reviews that we've done recently on on games, and I I, I pulled up uh, Kelly Adams' excellent review of the Watchmen game, and it, it got three and a half gin gems. So it, I mean, it didn't wasn't a horrible horrible score, but certainly I think when people We'll review the movie they said the movie was really amazing and the graphic novel that it was based on is 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 like the grapes of wrath for the for the graphic novel <laughs> side i mean so so james what what happens between uh, obviously for once, the, the movie industry got it kind of right with The Watchmen and they had a movie that pretty much followed the graphic novel and most of the hardcore fans were happy with it. And then you have this game that just dropped like an anvil. What's what's the deal with that?
3: Well, I mean, you, you take anything that has a lacking focus and you're not going to get, you know, rave reviews even if it's attached to the coolest thing on the streets right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, and also, I, I don't know, There there was a chance to make something really interesting and innovative and they just kind of went the old route. But at the same time, I, I played the, the second half uh-huh. uh, at a friend's house and you know, it, it wasn't completely terrible. But it wasn't nearly as good as it could have been.
1: It's almost as if it's almost as if the expectations were so high. Yeah, yeah, and that had it that had it going
3: against it as well. Yeah.
1: So, and and then you you kind of got a decent gaming experience, but I don't know. I guess you were expecting sort of characterization and things like that that were obviously yeah. very prevalent.
0: I think See, my expectations I, were very it. low, and I wasn't disappointed. Right. right.
2: <laughs> I'm not buying it. If the best you can really offer is, dude, could have been worse. <laughs> mm-hmm. You know that's this is this is a if the industry the games industry appeals to any form of art and that's the review you can give it, you know mm. what you've done has failed yeah you know and you should go do something else
0: especially yeah. when you're murdering a seminal piece of uh, you know from another art form I think that's just criminal really <laughs>
2: <laughs> I could just see it I mean dude, the idea. Let's do Moby Dick as a first-person shooter. We'll get that damn whale this time. <laughs> hey, you,
1: yeah, you're gonna need a bigger boat. I can see that. <laughs> I, I can see the headline. Grapes, grapes of Wrath
2: take down the dust. <laughs> I mean, the the simple fact is, and you know, rant coming. Sorry. <laughs> video games don't do story. Their best
3: oh whatever they, you are out of your mind there have been tons of <laughs> games that have had beautiful stories you, and you, they've gone on to they've gone even they've gone on to even uh, go into comics I mean take IDW with uh, picking up the Konami series for Silent Hill and Metal Gear you know when something has a good story it grabs a lot of attention and it moves on to other media
2: I, I think yeah. I think the issue you're I having think, is, is this is the same reason so many books have trouble transferring into movies, in a video game, or in a, uh, or in a say uh, uh, movie. There's not enough space for a novel.
1: Well, I don't think you know, I don't do think you, you run out of yeah. space
2: with the game though, do you? Maybe. Oh yeah, you can. Yeah, Maybe you can. W- easily.
3: Okay. I, I mean. People's attention spans get you know withered. <laughs> If it gets on for too long,
1: I got you. I do want to compliment you, James, for bringing up Silent Hill though I mean, there's an example where the video game did have a deep story, very engaging, especially you're talking about one through three anyway uh, it was mm. was really good i I kind of lost it with four sorry but but and there's an example where the movie was horrible <laughs> <laughs> so, so. well I mean if
3: you look at there there was a there was a time when you know. The comics industry was looking at the games industry, you know, not so much the games trying to emulate comics. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's completely gone or not, but it showed that the interest was there.
2: Well, well, they barely have to at this time. You do a successful comic book; it's only a matter of time before Warner Brothers or Fox comes <laughs> to you and says, "Here's ten million dollars. We're going to make a movie about it." And then you look at the comic book or the games industry and go, "I don't need to suck up to you anymore. The movies like."
1: Oh. Well, Nate, from the
0: from the industry... And movies can do a whole better job with our material than the games industry ever
1: mm-hmm. has. Oh, at least in the, sometimes.
2: In the end, so many games are repetitive. And mm. that's fine. People like game action. But what they don't want to do is go see two hours of, you know, uh, repetitive action. At least God mm. knows. I hope not. But hey... I'm not the guy going to see Transformers.
1: Well, or GI G- G. Joe <laughs> number one this weekend. I think that was one big explosion, basically. <laughs> yeah. But uh, well, Nate. So from the from. from- That's okay. I, I watched. Uh,
2: what did I watch last night? The Born Identity for the first time. Oh, okay. oh
1: wow!
2: <laughs> would have made an would have made an excellent uh,
1: comic booker game or something. Mm-hmm. Well there was there yeah. was the game that that I believe James, were you the reviewer on that one? I was yeah, and you did not like it. <laughs> uh,
3: it it was yeah. one of those it could have been better, you
1: know. Yeah. It was one of those it delivered an average game experience. Thank you very much. Yep. Yeah.
0: So, took a character driven movie and made a sort of action game out of it. <laughs>
1: and
2: that's and that's part of I think Chellis really hit on something there is it's character driven. What are we trying to accomplish here? So many video games aren't about the characters because you want want the player
1: to be the character. That makes sense. Well, Nate, from an industry point of view as far as uh, on the money side, is the game industry failing a bit here? I mean isn't there a business case for games based on comic books and graphic novels? There might be.
2: Uh, I think the mediums are different enough that what you're going to get out, even if you put in the same ideas and concepts, is going to be very – very dissimilar. Mm -hmm. Uh, Not unlike The Watchmen. What you've got is, you know, 400 pages in a graphic novel of really, frankly, subtle characterization and very complicated artwork, and you try and cram it into a couple hours worth of, you know, hack and slash run and gun you're going to get out something that's very different from the novel and at that point what you're really doing is slapping a name on something you've already mm-hmm. developed
1: so so maybe the the gap between graphic novels and comic books and and games as far as a one to one comparison because certainly we we've looked we've just we've caught up examples where it didn't work with Watchmen going from a movie to a game and James brought up a Silent Hill it didn't work very well going from a game to a movie either so maybe the maybe the secret is what Shell is suggesting is that take elements from a comic book or take elements from a graphic novel that people who read those types of things are are familiar with and put them into games to enhance the gaming experience.
3: Right, I would say yeah to that.
0: Huh? I mean, it's, it's the obvious one is just to just take the aesthetics and the way it works. I mean, Beautiful Joe just did a superb job at. that. You know, you're taking the sound effects and all the little conventions that you enjoy about um, comic books—the frame-by-frame action and and stuff like that—and then doing something with it that comics can't do because comics are static, and you have to turn the page and and read. But you you were controlling the character, and the character could do am- amazing things and um, slow down the action and speed it up, and that's what games should be doing is looking at things and going, hey, that's cool but we can do this because we're games Mm -hmm. and
1: um, That makes sense. Well, uh, James have have you run into any games that kind of do it right? Like sort of the what Shella was describing?
3: We had talked about you know, like, what was that game that came out? uh, 13? Right. You know, they did a lot of cool things with it and Max Payne Mm -hmm. you know, we had talked about uh, grabbed onto a few comic conventions and aesthetics that really worked. Um, mm. So yeah, there's definitely you know, and even if you, even if you don't read comics, you know the formats, you know the layouts, you know the tricks. You know, if somebody punches a guy, you're maybe going to see a pal. <laughs> you know, uh, mm. in the in the funnier ones or in the older styles. Mm-hmm. So if you throw that into mm-hmm. a game, you know, it's going to be someone someone recognizes and maybe clicks with them. Um, so yeah, there's definitely ways to make it work, and people are working on it to, to make it better.
1: That, make, that makes sense. Now, I wanted to talk a little bit briefly about Comic-Con uh, because C- Comic-Con is kind of like, I think, what E3 could have been if it wasn't mismanaged over the last couple years. I mean it, it's really gotten sort of mainstream mainstream acceptance. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of Nate, I, I believe you were saying that you you saw that a lot of game companies are actually going to Comic Con. So it seems like there there there's some some interest, I guess, in the game industry in being aligned or or somewhat close to comics. And and I don't think they're taking the take that that Shella and James are thinking of. I I don't think they're thinking of hey let's borrow some really cool elements and make a good game. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, Nate, but they're probably more thinking like you know let's do some more tie-ins.
2: Yeah, or, well, or the hey, ra- there's a
3: lot of money being made over here. Let's, yeah. let's go yeah, over yeah. here.
2: <laughs> the, the easy money, let's face it, doing art, doing something worth seeing is difficult. But it's real easy to say, hey, we got this dumbass thing. Let's put it on a Happy Meal. And suddenly everybody's made you know ten million dollars and yay everybody celebrates and nobody in Hollywood cares.
3: Nice. Yeah, the odds are if you look at all the uh, if you look at all the titles that have come out that have been associated with comics, most most of them, if not the majority, are going to be tied in with movies or are going to have movies attached mm-hmm. to them as well. There's nobody except for maybe the Darkness that came out that was like, hey, this is a great comic, let's opt it and you know go from there.
1: Makes sense. Makes sense.
2: But it, that said, they've also got to uh, pick the right properties for what it is. With yeah. uh, with games and movies and such, all aimed roughly at the right group. There's a lot of comic books that aren't aimed at that same group these days. I'm looking at yeah. a report here right now, James. This might get you uh, big. That The Walking Dead has just been optioned for AMC. Same mm-hmm. guys, who, hey, really. Same guys who did uh, what Mad Men and a couple other good shows. So that is a chance to do a cross-genre thing, and there'll be a game. Hmm. I'll yeah. bet you anything Really? You They're
0: making to. a TV show of that?
2: Yeah, mm. not a movie, an ongoing series.
0: Mm. That is cool. That's but, a good
2: uh, so, Yeah, so there's a tie-in there.
0: But yeah. at the same
2: time, you know, are you going to sell that to the kids? No. That's,
1: that's hyper-violent. It's
0: extremely dark. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I mean, uh, what James was saying, that... that but then- that game was that game wasn't exactly a kitty game and i think it was m rated <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then i think
0: that's we should,
1: we
2: should do one was... of these we should do one of these things on the damn rating system one of these days eh, true okay. true m no one under 17 should ever even look at this
1: box <laughs> <laughs> that's true well you could just uh you could just make it play classical music or something and kids would leave it alone All right, final question in case there are some industry people listening to us, and we'll go to Shella first. Uh, What does the industry, the game industry specifically, need to do to capture the magic, if you will, found in comic books and graphic novels? If it's even possible, Mm. Shella. Um,
0: Okay, they need to stop underestimating comic books you need to realize that you know there's a mature comic book market out there it's not all people just going biff and pow in capes and recognize the quality of the writing that's being produced and you know just um respect the material that they're using really
1: gotcha okay makes sense nate how about you and uh and i'm gonna let james have the last word since he's been away for a while so nate you have the second to last word same question stay the hell away
2: from good products mostly <laughs> the, real, right. the real the real issue is we're selling to 14, 15 and 16 year old boys most of the time what they want is you know stuff to blow up and curvy girls and games should really stick to what they're best at
1: Okay, Nate, always the always the uplifting opinion. <laughs> I, I hate everyone. <laughs> We're gonna give you your own show called I Hate Everyone. <laughs> Let you get
2: your I'll, angst out. I'll bet you it'll go wild.
1: James, as a as an aspiring author and an avid video game player, what, if anything, can the game industry do to capture the magic found in graphic novels and comic books?
3: Hire a fan or two. <laughs> To, to sit on and listen and give advice and tell you where you're. Oh, you're totally ruining this. Let's not do that.
1: That's uh, a good idea. I, that's a great suggestion. You know?
2: actually, I mean, it, it wouldn't be that hard. That's actually not a bad idea. Some of the best movies, sort of comic book movies, that have popped up recently. Uh, the you know the the Batman movies, uh, the X Men movies, even Cloverfield is essentially a Apart comic from X3. book movie. Yeah. yeah, but there's there's a hardcore you know the person with the vision the director gets comic books yeah. right he, yeah he I takes mean it so he can bring that sensibility to it.
3: it was, Snyder did The Watchman mm-hmm. held held a copy of you know The Watchman with him everywhere he went while he was you know on set to kind mm-hmm. of give him guidance. You know I mean it's that, that's the thing if you really want it to work. Just hire someone that can, you know, at least lead you in the right direction, if
1: not head the project. Makes sense. But where are they going to find an out of work comic book nerd? I mean, they just know. <laughs> where there's none. All right, guys, thank you for joining me today in this uh, comic book. Uh, and graphic novel heavy game. If anybody has a cool idea for a suggestion for the game industry to make this thing work, send an email to us at ginlounge at industry dot com, and we will make sure the right people hear your suggestion. <laughs> 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 we we have the we we will send it we out have to a bat our, phone. <laughs> yes we will we'll flash the symbol up there so. <laughs> Until the next time you guys see the uh, the bat symbol and rush to help people uh, and your secret identity, we are TheGamingShare.com's Gin Lounge, and we will see you all next time. Thanks for joining us.